0: Welcome back to the Green Element podcast, where we feature business leaders and innovators transforming their operations to be more environmentally and socially sustainable. I'm your host, Will Richardson, and I can't wait to meet our guest today and help you on your journey of sustainability. Hi, Virginia Chinquamani from Green Gorilla thank you so much for joining us today on the green element podcast i'm really looking forward to finding out what green gorilla does and how you help organizations become more environmental what a great name i'm going to ask you about your name at some point as well because it's got to Um, are you
1: talking about the company name or my own name (laughs) Well,
0: uh, that's (laughs) the company name. I'm now thinking I should be asking about your own name.
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on this show. That's amazing. And yeah, well, Green Gorilla, maybe we can start from there. (laughs) So Green Gorilla was created last year as a way of helping sustainability professionals to find their voice. And the reason why that happened was because I worked in the build environment industry for a long time. And my clients at that point, when I used to work at the building research establishment, were sustainability professionals. So very clever, smart people with a strong technical background. But they often struggle to speak to clients and uh, to so to find their voice literally and to sell their services effectively. So that's how the idea came about. And the reason why I call the green gorilla is because the gorilla is usually, you know, a symbol of strength and assertiveness. And so that's how I see my clients uh, becoming so green gorillas.
0: If you could give me an example of what you've done for a client. So I've got more of a better idea in my head about how it all fits together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the main services we offer Green Gorilla are training courses and coaching, one-to-one coaching to support sustainability professionals to learn skills like communication and assertiveness and uh, finding confidence and uh, overcome difficult conversations and conflicts. And the one that is very popular, how to sell sustainability. Because often, as I was saying before, people with technical skills might be very, very well prepared you know, with their arguments, but they don't know how to actually negotiate with a client and you know at the moment we're, we're living in a world that is made of a uh, sort of splitting two people that really believe that we need to do something about climate action and everything and other people that don't and unfortunately up until this point and from personal experience lots of clients have been quite detached from it all and the usual argument is uh, we haven't got enough money or we haven't got enough resources and it's all about the bottom line so what we teach clients, our own clients of Green Gorilla, is to find the right arguments to win their clients over. And so if the client wants to speak marketing, let's speak marketing. If they want to talk about bottom line, absolutely, sustainability can help you with that. So it's really demystifying the whole selling, negotiating is not a dirty activity. It's actually something that is vital and is providing a service to your clients. It's really helping them finding a solution and it's a win-win for us. Sustainability professionals is furthering sustainability in the world and for our clients is obtaining whatever goal they want to obtain.
0: So what sort of clients have you had in the past? From what industries? So, I
1: come from the build environment industry. Uh, Originally, I was an architect. I say I was because I haven't designed for a long time now, but I've been a sustainability consultant and a sustainability professional for a long time now, nearly 15 years. So, Naturally, uh, lots of people that we speak to and we work with come from the uh, build environment industry, especially Briam, which you might have heard of, uh, Briam consultants um, and APs, so our creative professionals, and also because this construction industry is probably the one that is most advanced in terms of sustainability in the UK at least. So we got quite a lot of clients coming from that area. But then you get people in finance, you know, sustainable finance, got people from the services industry, but yeah, generally, mostly from the built environment.
0: Okay, I get it. So what would you say your business superpower was?
1: (laughs) My business superpower? I think the key and the thing I really like about Green Gorilla is the fact that once you teach people how to be assertive, how to find their feet and become more charismatic, that affects not only their professional lives, but also their personal lives. So, so I've seen clients who were quite shy of work, they came through the program, and at the end, they started organizing get-togethers and you know their husband's birthdays and stuff that they would never have done before. So really, it trickles from becoming a stronger professional into becoming a stronger person. So I think that's quite a cool superpower is really yeah. affecting lives directly.
0: Brilliant. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. That was really good. How do you engage with people around you with what it is that you're doing? Because you focus in on sustainability and you're basically sustainability coaches, aren't you? And so how do you engage with people about what it is that you do?
1: First of all, I need to clarify that I am the director of the company but I have a number of associates that come from the leadership and management uh, um, industry and from business psychology background and voice coaches that help Green Gorilla do what what he does because uh, my personal background is also technical so I have learned these things by, by being a business development manager in my previous job but also having done some technical stuff but I work with a lot of very qualified people to do this and the way we do it, the way we engage with clients is mainly via social networks and especially LinkedIn, which seem to be uh, quite a very, I would say very rich platform where debate stays on a very decent and professional level. And I like you for that reason. So the way we do it is mainly by providing content. We try and provide as much free and useful content as we can via articles and downloads and I've done my own version of uh, a podcast called the Green Gorilla Conversations where I interviewed a number of people from the industry that made it let's say so the masters of sustainability they managed to become stronger in their profession and you know now they're you know heading teams and, and big teams as well so, the, but the main thing is really trying to engage people on social media, getting the debate going about soft skills, about sustainability, about really the core mission of Green Gorilla is to advance the sustainability, to make it accessible. That's why we're concentrating on coaching people and training people, because we want sustainability to become a complete no-brainer. So that's the key uh, message and the key mission I would like Green Gorilla to be known for.
0: Mm-hmm. What have you seen over the last 15 years with what it is that you're doing? Have you seen an uptake in this? And...
1: For 15 years, I've been in the industry of sustainability. Green Gorilla was only launched last year, but this comes with the experience of having worked yeah. with a lot of sustainability professionals so for you know, quite as long as. And I've seen a lot of resistance in people in really overcoming the barriers between being a technical person and being a person full stop you know having professional relationships that make sense and I've seen colleagues going into meetings in Brian meetings and just opening the manual which if you haven't seen it is like 400 page monster and start reading from it it's like terrible terrible <laughs> personal skills honestly and you could see the blank faces on clients and you would think how do you think it these people will buy you know your solution how do they and I use the term buy in a bit of a lose way it's actually really convince them and really try and make them understand the value of what we're doing and if you come purely from a technical point of view you haven't got a hope in hell to do that mm.
0: it's
1: really hard so you need to really start establishing rapport with people first <laughs> listening to them very important second, and then understand what they want and what actually, ma- ma- mainly what they need so that you can offer your solution. While people usually go the other way around. They start with a solution and then they try and, you know, adapt it basically to whatever situation they have.
0: would <laughs> be quite funny to be in a meeting, actually. Possibly wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm just picturing it, that's all. So going back to the coaching and helping people what's the one piece of advice that you could give to our listeners about and about what to do
1: so if you want to really find your purpose let's say as a sustainability person first of all I think you need to check whether you have any limiting beliefs about yourself what we call in the course, the rule book. So each one of us have a rule book and in the rule book, you put all the stuff that you believe about yourself and they're not the real stuff. But for example, I am a technical person I can't sell or I'm only one person, I can't make an impact. All of these are very limiting beliefs about who you are and what you can achieve. And we all have it, you know, and often they come up in difficult situations or what we perceive a difficult situation. For example, networking for some is very difficult. Presenting for some is very difficult or finding themselves in a first client meeting is difficult. And what are the limiting beliefs? Why can't you really fulfill your purpose at that point. Why can you convince people of your fantastic solutions? You know, sustainability makes perfect sense. It's common sense. How come it's not every business is doing it? So the key is really from people that know their stuff, try and understand what is limiting you, what are you saying about yourself that doesn't help you progressing that objective and then you
0: go from there. Interesting. That's really, it's it's um, brilliant talking to you about this. Um,
1: <laughs> I could talk about it for a whole day, Will, you know.
0: <laughs> I guess it's opened up my eyes because I didn't know. that It's not that I didn't know you existed. I didn't know your world existed because, <laughs> well, I just didn't. Um, you can't know everything, can you? And so it's just it's just interesting to learn about it. So if I was a business and coming mm. into you, would it... Do you find that the actual businesses are trying to help these people or is it are people on a more of a personal journey?
1: Well, unfortunately, until this point, I've only seen either individuals realising, for example, that they can't progress in their career because they find themselves powerless in a meeting room, for example. Or small companies wanted to compete with the biggie, (laughs) the bigger ones. And so it's really more at the individual level. And when you start realizing, actually, every time you come into a meeting, it's frustrating because you can't get your ideas across properly or you've been overlooked all the time and you can't get promoted. So these are mainly my clients, people that actually realize in themselves that there is something that it doesn't quite make them happy, really. And, you know, sustainability professionals are a kind of um, vocational uh, professional, I would say. So people that have deep ingrained values so it's very frustrating for them to go into a meeting and come out with, oh, sorry, we can't do it. We haven't got money because money is the last of our priorities as sustainability people. Um, you know, we, we live by higher values. So these people really realize that something must change in order for them to get somewhere. Big companies, I haven't seen them actually approaching us. Um, I've seen small companies uh, that really see that first stand, and, and individuals mainly for that reason.
0: Okay. And can you tell us a bit about how you approach your own environmental management and carbon footprinting from a professional point of view?
1: Because I am a sustainability professional myself. And again, as I said, these are values that I live by. I try it and leave my value in my life as well as in my business as much as I can. And at the moment, this is a small business. So in a way, it's easy to control, you know, what everyone is doing. And, you know, we don't fly, for example. We haven't flown so far because the majority of the training is done online, exactly to reduce the footprint and also because that, that way you can reach more people, of course, and it is more flexible. Uh, so I use the same platform that you use to do your podcasts. So that helps a lot, reducing footprint and, and carbon footprint. And then we are preparing like a formal environmental management system for the company. But generally speaking, is really just starting from the common sense things, from, yeah, trying to reduce your traveling pattern, why having to go to the other side of the country to have a meeting where you can actually have a perfectly fine face-to-face video conference. You know, all the paper that we use, try not to print, or when you print, use FC or recycled. You know, the very basic things that sometimes make the biggest difference. And so that's the way we are doing it at the moment.
0: And what's the best way that we can learn about you and what you're doing? And yeah, where can we learn more about you?
1: So Green Gorilla has a lovely website that you can visit, which is thegringorilla.co.uk. And we are very present on LinkedIn, publishing, as I said, a lot of content all the time, try and be, you know, as, as engaging as we can. But also we are on Twitter, for example, but mainly I think the website and LinkedIn are the, you know, the two places. And so, yeah, I would love to have your listeners to come and say hello, maybe on LinkedIn. And you can find the, sorry, Green Gorilla Consultants LTD or my own name, Virginia Cinquemani.
0: Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for today. It's been really, really cool um, talking to you and finding out more about um, what it is that you're up to and what it is that you're doing.
1: Fantastic. Thank you very much, Will. Oh, just a little mention before we close. I am about to publish a book or that encloses all the... Theory around green gorilla and you know the key skills that a sustainability professional sh- should have in order to be successful in this very rapidly changing world, and that hopefully will be within the next uh, three months. So maybe you know brilliant. people want to know more; they can get in touch.
0: That's great. We will put a link to it on the show notes. Thank, Thank you so you. much. That's brilliant.
1: Thank you for having me, Will. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the end of this episode of the Green Element Podcast. Do take a moment and share this with your friends and colleagues and rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love to know what has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation. What are you going to do differently? Please share your thoughts across social media and tag us so we can see them too at GE underscore podcast. For links and show notes for this episode, visit our website, greenelement.co.uk forward slash podcast. Thank you again. I hope you'll join me on the next episode and together we can help create a better world.